I'm ready to go to church. Are you? But first, a few words from our sponsor. Hello, everyone. My name is Leanna, and I am your host for Non-Christian Bible Talk. So I'm hoping this time we're actually going to get through Genesis 3, because this has been a long battle for me. So we're going to just kind of run through this a little more quickly than I like to do, um, because there's a lot, a lot to unpack uh, for this episode. But I will probably go back and redo some of these, um, because there's a lot I want to talk about later on. But because I really just want to get through Genesis 3, we're just going to kind of blitz over uh, some of the points I want to talk about. And since it's my podcast, I can do that. But please comment uh, and let me know if there's anything you want me to go um, over in more depth. Because like I said, there's more I want to. But once again, I just want to make it through Genesis 3. So... Let's get started. Uh, today we're going to talk about Genesis 3 through Genesis 3.24, which is the rest of this chapter. Genesis 8. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he walked in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God amongst the trees in the garden. Okay, this one's kind of self-explanatory in general, but there's a couple of things that people um, I've seen really like to talk about from this verse. One, the Lord God walked in the in the garden with them. So at this point in history, we can say God walked and talked and fellowshiped with mankind, which is weird because he won't do it now, but he'll do it then. So, okay. Um, which is kind of funny because we need him now a lot more than they needed him then. But whatever. The second, the cool of the day, that's kind of dumb. We all know the coolest parts of the day when you take walks and you enjoy the outside more than any other time. Okay, so that about covers 3.8. 3.9. But the Lord God called to the men, where are you? This actually is very interesting to me because... Why doesn't God know where they are? I mean, he sees all, right? He's like everywhere all the time. Why doesn't he know where they are? So either he just is courtesy, like a courtesy knock, <laughs> or he's like not at this point or ever all-knowing being. 10, verse 10. He answered, so Adam answered, um, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. So we covered this in the last episode, at least. Um, nakedness. Come on. Who cares if you're naked? It's your father. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he made you naked. He's seen you naked, like, three minutes ago. So, I mean, he knows what you look like. So, again, why are you so ashamed of this nakedness that you weren't? A minute and a half ago before you ate a piece of fruit. I, I don't understand. Back to the hiding. Why are we hiding? Who are we hiding from? God? Um, yourself? Like, what's going on with the hiding? Um, it's very confused. Um, verse 11. And he said, God, um, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? To me, that's probably one of the most interesting parts right there. He knows already that they ate from the tree. The snake could have just told them they were naked. You know what I mean? Like, 
who told you? Well, who else can talk? You know, <laughs> who else could they be talking to? So he, he if he was all-knowing, he would have known that he was talking to the snake, and he would have known already that he ate from the tree. So right there kind of just, I don't know, that whole thing really upsets me. What are you... I, I'm beating, I'm beating a dead horse here, I know, and I keep bringing it up and over and over again, but God is supposed to know everything. He's the ultimate creator. He's, you know, he sees you when you're sleeping. <laughs> um, I know that's Santa Claus, but anyway, not the point. Why doesn't he know where they are, what happened, and why is he asking stupid questions? I don't get it. All right, on to verse 12. Let's see what else stupid gets said here. Uh, the man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. All right, let's start from the top. The woman you put here with me. I find this strange and we find out in verse um, 320 that she doesn't have a name yet. That in itself upsets me because Adam has a name. God gave Adam a name. Adam named all the stupid animals and trees and everything else on the planet, but he couldn't have taken three seconds to give his wife a name? That really touches something deep in me that I just do not understand. Why doesn't this woman who you have helping as your helpmate have a name? Okay, okay, anyway... Um, then we're going to start blaming, blaming people. You know, Adam, you were standing right there. You were standing right there when she ate the stupid apple. You were standing right there when she was talking to the snake. At no point did you try to stop her. At no point were you like, you know what, woman, that's a bad decision. No, you did not. You let it happen, and now you're blaming her. At what point do you take responsibility for your own crap, Adam? Anyway, moving right along. Thirteen. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is it you have done? What have you done, woman? I mean, really? He already knows. Again with the stupid questions. Um, the woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Once again, we're playing the blame game, woman. So the serpent did not deceive her. The serpent didn't. He, he told her the truth and she ate the fruit. There was, there was no deceit in my opinion. If someone feels there is, please leave a comment. Let me know because I personally don't see any deceit here. All right, 14. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because the serpent's standing around somewhere. He goes and finds him, doesn't say. But he says to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. So, this here, I'm going to skip through all the cursed nonsense, because, yeah, I don't understand that part. But, he's equaling him at this particular moment to livestock. At no point would a snake be equal to livestock, unless all the animals at this point are equal. Which, once again, doesn't make any sense, because... I guess they would be, actually. That would make sense, because at this point, it seems like they only eat fruit. They don't actually eat meat. So every single animal would be equal. <sighs> I don't know. I really don't know why he chooses livestock of all things. And we have livestock and wild animals. 
So livestock at this point aren't wild, because they would be, because all animals are equal, because we don't have livestock at this point. So yeah, that whole thing makes no sense to me. Okay, moving on to 15. And I put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. One, where does he come from? We're talking about uh, the woman and the snake. I just want to say that I had to look up this word enmity, and I'm sure that it's different in other translations. But I looked this up because I, I understood the meaning, but I just wanted to make sure. But it means to put hate, mutual hate, between people or things. So there you go. The more you know, right? Well, that just is stupid. I'm going to say it's stupid. Uh, people and snake, except for domestic, more recent, I guess. I don't think it's not common for people to keep snakes as pets, but it, it happens. I love snakes. So, you know, go you if you have one. But in general, it's not a thing in history for people and snakes to get along. So, so that makes perfect sense. All right, 16. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbirth very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Okay, a couple of things here. It looks like he, God has already said to um, Adam and the woman to go forth and bear children and multiply. I'm not 100%. I'm going to have to look that back up. I probably should have done it before I did this episode, but I didn't. But if that is or is not the case, I'm not 100% sure. But if that's not the case, she doesn't even know what childbirth is. They have no idea to how to multiply. Uh, two, so you're telling me that childbirth was easy to begin with before this? Because that doesn't make any sense. I can understand that they're using this as a explanation for why childbirth is painful but it really doesn't make any sense because there's no way any female of any species is having a child without pain not gonna happen okay the next thing here your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you so god's basically forcing people to desire mate with someone and okay I could see where this would be a thing because it does again explain why people want to mate and have children because God said we will have the desire he forced it upon us the rule over part why is it's like that's just something they shoved in there to explain why men are better than women well, five seconds ago, when Adam followed Eve off a, a cliff with the apple, you know, that kind of looked like women were ruling over men. So God was like, oh no, she's not in charge and you better not ever let that happen again. Like, what in the world was that comment for? All right, and if that wasn't enough, let's go to 17. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. Okay, what were they eating before? Let's go back. 
the whole thing about Adam because you listen to your wife. I mean, what was he supposed to do? Not? I've heard other people talk about this before. What would have happened if Adam hadn't have eaten from the fruit? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if he hadn't eaten the fruit and Eve had, or I'm sorry, at this point, the woman had? Where would that leave humanity? I, I'm going to have to do a little bit more thinking about that. Anyway, 18. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. So this is when God creates thorns and thistles. Uh, before that, there was no weeds in the garden. So God created all the plants, but not weeds at this point. I have a really hard time believing that. Um, that doesn't make that doesn't make any sense. Uh, anyway, 19. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and dust you will return. I have to say, so far, uh, this is my favorite Bible verse. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. I find that beautiful. Anyway, putting all this together, God says that for Adam's curse, I guess, he will have to become a farmer and eat from the earth. Again, what was it eating before? Um, I guess God was, there's no way God was taking care of all the plants himself. Or he was magically making food for them, I guess. I don't know. But that doesn't, that just doesn't make any sense to me. It just doesn't. Okay, I think I've talked about that enough. We get it. Adam now um, is a farmer. 20. Adam called his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all living things. Uh... It took him this long to give Eve a name, and I've already talked about this, but that kind of upsets me uh, in general, and it should upset most females because she was born, lived, did God only, in, in this case, maybe God doesn't know what, uh, for this man and her God, and she doesn't even have a name. They didn't even respect her enough to give her a name besides woman, so her name is Woman. Uh, until this point. All right, coming in the home stretch. 21. The Lord made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. So they're not naked anymore, everyone. So they don't have to hide anymore. I wonder if he, they weren't naked, though. Didn't they make fig leaves or leaf underwear? So they weren't naked. So why were they hiding from God, claiming they were naked and ashamed? But they weren't. They had underwear on. Or leaf bikinis. Whatever you want to call them. Anyway. Uh, 22. And the Lord said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. This is something I will go back and, and talk more about later on because there's a lot I want to say about this, but I'm not going to now and here. I will say, though, that I've been doing a lot of research on this. The fact that um, he says, God says, he is like one of us. I've listened to a couple podcasts and, and I'm reading a book now. understand rather more about this. There seems that most people are calling it the counsel of God, 
that he's talking to here um demigods angels something um that he's talking to even though he god has not mentioned creating or being a part of anything else in the universe so i find this just fascinating because we are taught as christians um that god is the only thing there there's nothing else especially at this point in, in, in the story, there's nothing else. I guess there are angels at this point because of the fall and Satan, who um, a lot of people suppose is the snake. So he's talking to other gods, angels. I don't know. A lot of people think, um, like I said, that they're, he's talking to the angels. But why would he be explaining this to the angels? Uh, because... Adam and Eve have not become like angels. So yes, please again comment on this. Um, I'd love to know your theories on it. And I definitely will continue to do my research and do another um, podcast episode about, about this particular thing. 24, last but not least. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherub and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Again, I've, I've heard somebody else talk about this. Why didn't he place this cherub around the tree that they weren't supposed to eat from? You know what I mean? Why, why didn't they do, why didn't he do that? I don't know. Seems like a setup to me. But a cherub with a flashing sword uh, swinging around constantly to guard the way to the tree of life. I'm gonna call BS on this because when we already when we see this now, wouldn't wouldn't somebody see this this angel with this sword guarding a tree if it was really out there somewhere right now? I'm a little confused on that. We made it through. We made it through Genesis three. I'm very proud of of me <laughs> for getting this done. I don't have much to say about that last part because it again. Um, it seems like a setup to me. If God really wanted to to guard a tree, he would have he would still be also guarding the the, the tree of good and evil cuz even though our eyes are open to it, wouldn't that kind of be a super villain's weapon there? <laughs> you know, an apple that that gives knowledge cuz I'm sure there's a lot of knowledge we don't have now that the gods have. So, you know, It'd be cool to, to have that apple um, or fruit uh, of both trees. Uh, so you think he would guard both of them. But anyway, uh, that is Genesis 3, 8 through 3, 24, my friends. And I hope touched on the issues uh, in general that there was to be touched on. And I hope that I will get back to them because there's a lot there that deserves more time effort that I did not give to it anyway thank you all for joining me and next time we will finally get to Genesis 4 and um and talk about what they did after they left Eden because I'm sure it's just as interesting as the first part of the story have a great day and please comment uh and answer my little trivia question not trivia I'm sorry answer my little question for the episode, let me know what y'all think. See y'all later.